This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin. Freaking. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Sunday. Feels like I haven't done this in a while because we were on the weed stream on Thursday night. Where I thought I ate edibles. But it turns out they were just Oreo truffles that were in the back of the freezer that had no marijuana in them whatsoever. (laughs) She she had told me that everything in the freezer that was, you know, like homemade looking that was wrapped in, in like saran wrap was edibles. Everything in there. But she didn't tell me that she forgot about the truffles. The truffles were not edibles. Like, I thought, like, as I'm eating them, I'm like, don't really taste like marijuana. I didn't pass out. I didn't pass out. Baby, good evening. Warlord, when Warlord resubscribed, whenever it was, probably on Friday, Warlord left a message. Freak show is dead. Long live the games. No, 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 my friend. That is not happening. I can't tell you who the guest for this uh, this Friday's free show is going to be, unfortunately. I've contacted a few people, and I've booked, like, all of October. But I don't have anybody for this week. So, some exciting guests coming up in October. Hell yeah, Ray. Howard Zinn is always amazing. Cool kid, cool kid who needs to read that book more than anybody will not read it. <laughs> Hope cool kid drops by. Cool kid came by during one of the gaming streams. Friday night, I think. Maybe Thursday after the... No, I was arguing with him Thursday after the uh, the weed stream. It would have been Friday night, but Cool Kid didn't say anything. Just hit the weed. And, and... Plunk away. Cool Kid could be somebody that's been banned from the chat and has just come back or something. RB, good evening, my friend. It is, it is history told... I don't, you shouldn't be getting ads. You should have, all of my ads should have played during the countdown. I'm supposed to be able to control those things now. Also do know that the the change in the ads has changed my payout a lot. Like it quadrupled, quintupled, whatever the fuck I was making from ads, which wasn't a lot. And is now like, it's, it's, it's something. It's something. But I'm trying. I'm trying to do it in a way that's least intrusive to the show. Try to take ads like at the at the top of the hour. Then I get a PP break and I get to go refuel my drink. This has been the new meme format that dropped over the last few days since I've been on. Apparently, the lead singer of Maroon Five. Caught up in some kind of sexting scandal or something. And apparently, uh, this is a real 
text message that he sent. Holy fuck, holy fucking fuck. That body of yours is absurd. Sounds, sounds like Adam Levine really does live in sexual anarchy, right? You live in sexual anarchy? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to give my thoughts on the, on the whole ordeal, mainly because Matt Walsh called him a scumbag. And Adam Devine has had to come out and say, guys, guys, I'm not Adam Levine. And I find that amusing. While we're on the topic of singers, Elton John, Sir Elton himself, performed at the White House a couple of days ago. But uh, I think that was false pretenses to lure him to the White House in order to give him a National Humanities Award, which I think is a really touching moment that you're going to get to see later on in the show. My housemate, Curiouser, actually went and saw Sir Elton Wednesday night, like the night before Joe Biden saw Sir Elton. Curiouser saw Sir Elton. What else we got? We're going to talk about the hurricanes, Fiona in Canada. We're going to look at the aftermath of what happened in Puerto Rico. Then we're going to talk about Ian. Ian is forming in the Gulf. Set to make landfall uh, Tuesday, I believe it is. It could be a little earlier on, on Florida. We'll get the uh, we'll get the lowdown here in a second. And a tidal wave, a tidal wave of fash, wiping over Italy. Italian elections took place today. Apparently, they have a new prime minister, and we're going to talk about her. Her name is Georgia Maloney. She is apparently very, very far right. I was going to talk about the Brazilian elections. The Brazilian elections set to take place in about a week. Lula surging. Bolsonaro getting desperate. Internet rumor says that Chinese President Xi Jinping has actually been deposed and is currently under house arrest. I don't know how much stock I put into this rumor, but we're at least going to entertain it and we're going to talk about it because it's fun. We're going to highlight Iranian protests which continue thanks to an uprising of women. Russian foreign minister walks out from the UN. I believe that happened on Thursday. Uh, Russia held a referendum today. Well, we're going to talk about the protests, and apparently Vladimir Putin has fled to the forest because of the protests. A teacher was fired in Florida for berating a student for not standing for the pledge. Meanwhile, a clerk at a Circle K in Colorado was fired for apparently defending herself against a robbery. Robber during a robbery. And uh, I believe she was I believe she was an elderly lady too. The Attorney General of California has taken over an investigation spearheaded by the LA County Sheriff's Department which smells fishy, but apparently a court has ruled was done by the book. We're going to get an update on that story. Uh, We had talked about them raiding the house of a woman that was investigating them last week, so that is a 
saga that is ongoing. Woman in Alabama is worried about her brother's mental health. Not just mental health, apparently actual health, that he is severely malnourished as he is incarcerated in the state of Alabama. Police in Kansas tased and assaulted an autistic kid. Meanwhile, we have wild footage out of Colorado where a police cruiser with a woman stuck inside of it was struck by a train. Texas said it was going to eliminate all rapists. Data from clinics shows that is far from the case. Going to hear from Senator Mike Lee, who believes that the DOJ is overreaching by charging a man who assaulted an elderly protester. Ted Cruz was booed in an event in Texas for calling for more cops in schools. That's going to be fun to watch. Remember the man who uh, Giuliani uh, had charges pressed against for slapping me on the back? Well, the charges have been dropped, and he now believes that he might sue Rudy Giuliani for the ordeal. Apparently, Donald Trump is upset with people that are donating to Governor Ron DeSantis. We get a we get a witness a little GOP infighting. Stephanopoulos goes up against Senator Barrasso about Trump declassifying documents apparently telepathically. Plus we're going to hear from Nancy Mace, Representative Nancy Mace calling for Biden to be impeached talking about the uh, pressure that GOP lawmakers are, are facing to impeach Joe Biden. Plus Ben Shapiro Talks about how Joe Biden's handlers need to be fired. Good evening, Warlord. How are you, my friend? That fucking Stingray. I'm sorry. Sorry you had to see it. You live in sexual anarchy? What'd you get for complaining? Busy, busy news night. Let me get a little more high because I'm... Not high enough for this shit. Curiouser's grandkid was here, and we were um, we were roasting marshmallows and hot dogs outside on the fire. And uh, I I was like, let me duck back in for a little bit. <laughs> and I looked I looked at uh, Curiouser. I was like, I got a little saying for what I am not enough of for this situation right now. Her granddaughter is cute. It's just, you know, four-year-olds. They're they're a bundle of energy. Anyway, let's get down to the news. Let's start off tonight with much of Nova Scotia left without power. Following Hurricane Fiona making landfall. 
predictions were for a, for a massive storm, historic storm. We certainly uh, have seen that. Uh, Fiona definitely left left a mark on the, on the province. The damage is uh, is pretty heartbreaking. Uh, but uh, you know, what I what I would say is it's a testament to, to Nova Scotians and their preparedness. That you know what what we've seen this uh, we we haven't had any reports of loss of life. That's a, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, we haven't really had too many reports of serious injuries. I'm really thankful for that. So, and I think that's a testament to the preparedness of Nova Scotians. But the damage is extensive. Um, this is going to take uh, the cleanup effort will take time. It's going to take patience. Uh, getting power back is the number one priority right now. We've had serious issues with the communications network. So, just getting roads cleared, getting uh, giving space to the to the crews to do what needs to be done. That's the most important thing right now. It will take time. Yeah. But moving back down to Puerto Rico, which was slammed by Fiona about a week ago. This is drone footage of the aftermath. I believe it was taken today or yesterday. The island completely devastated. Many places still without power. Still hasn't recovered from Hurricane Maria five, five years ago. Currently, we have another named storm in the Gulf. Ian is not a hurricane yet. Does look like it will be a hurricane in the coming days. This is drone footage. Island of Puerto Rico, which... Is a U.S. territory for those. I don't think there's anybody in my chat, to be honest with you. I tend to have educated people. But perhaps there's some some, some creepers. The right-wingers. The already moving over to the live shot from uh, Ian... We got a piece that came. Oh shit! Came out just a couple hours ago. WPLG. A new advisory released by the National Hurricane Center as we continue to track the path of Tropical Storm Ian. Good evening to you. I'm Sanala Sabovic. And I'm Larry Livingston. The system is forecasted to become a hurricane in the next 24 hours and the winds have decreased. We have live team coverage as South Florida continues to make its way out of the cone. Local 10 Joseph Ojo is standing by in Miami. Hurricane specialist and storm surge expert Michael Lowry is also here with everything that you need to know. But let's begin with Chief Certified Meteorologist Betty Davis with the latest on this new advisory. Betty. Good afternoon. A lot to unpack here with Tropical Storm Ian. Winds dropped off a bit now at 45 miles per hour, maximum sustained. Moving toward the west-northwest at 12 miles per hour and centered 220 miles south-southeast of Grand Cayman. So it will continue to pass uh, west of that area tonight into early tomorrow. For those of you listening to the podcast, I don't like. I don't know why this is an issue to me. Like you guys probably hear Betty Davis, you hear the voice and everything. You have no clue that it, that she is an Indian woman. I don't know why that matters to me. <laughs> but, 
Did did you select is Betty Davis a a nom de plume? Like is that is is that Betty Davis really? I was gonna make that joke, but then the fact that <laughs> she doesn't look like a Betty Davis. I'm just I'm just saying. Per- perhaps that that is some racist racism on my part. It is not a value judgment, and she's she's very good at her job. It's not a value judgment one way or the other. Oh, and then the forecast track shows it goes near western Cuba uh, early Tuesday, and then it makes but its she, way over. She might toward... not. She might not even be Indian. She might. She might be uh, a Latino or something. She might be South American. I don't know. The southeastern Caribbean Sea. And along the way, notice, though the winds have dropped off, it's still forecast to intensify. Winds. Good evening. A major hurricane, in fact, a Category 4, as it makes its nearest approach late Tuesday, early Wednesday near the lower Keys and South Florida. But obviously keeping plenty of distance still based on the forecast cone as it relates to our area. And we'll track it right into the middle and end of the week, moving northward over the eastern Gulf of Mexico and headed for a landfall somewhere along so not even Not even set to hit Florida, Florida until Thursday. And forecast to weaken as it makes that landfall. Michael's going to talk more about that. But first, I do want to just let you know that even if the core of this keeps plenty of distance from South Florida, we will have some impacts. Lower Keys, a tropical storm watch is going to be possible there. Heavy rain and flooding, brief spin-ups, water spouts as the rain bands come into parts of the Keys, South Florida as well. And I'll detail that in just a few minutes. But first, let's bring in Michael to talk a lot more about this. January 6th hearings resume on Wednesday. I will be carrying it. I believe one o'clock is the scheduled time for the hearing. These things, they change like they're fluid, but I believe it is currently uh, scheduled for one o'clock on Wednesday. We will be here with it live on the Troll Patrol. Unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about some elections over in Italy right now. Georgia Maloney, and I'm probably butchering her name. Far right brothers of Italy in line to form a new coalition with right getting 41 to 45% of the vote while left alliance has 25 to 29% of the vote. First exit poll is in, and it's good news for Giorgia Meloni and the far-right brothers of Italy. This is from three hours ago, according to Consorio Opinio Italiano poll for Rai. The right-wing coalition has won between 41 to 45% of the vote. That's what I just said, pretty much. Just before we finish our live coverage of the night, Reuters has reported that Italy's main center-left group, the Democratic Party, has conceded defeat in the election Saying it would be the largest opposition force in the next parliament. The 2018 election, her party, the Brothers of Italy, won just 4.3% of the vote four years later. Giorgio Maloney set to become the country's first female PM. And her party is set to win 225 to 26.5% of the vote, making it the most dominant party in Italy. The Italian left 
represented by the Paritio Democratico, uh, Democratico, accused by its critics of having lost touch with the working class and the poor. Where we heard that one before. And shoulders some of the blame for this stunning turnaround. Italy's economic and political instability did the rest. Maloney will now be in charge of steering Italy through one of its most delicate periods, dealing with challenges from the energy crisis and high inflation to a possible recession and a winter wave of COVID-19. Her coalition seems at this point to have the numbers to rule for the next five years, but there are clear challenges within her coalition, her bedfellows. Now remember, this is a snap election taking place after the country's prime minister won election, I believe just over a year ago. Might have been earlier this year, but I want to say it was just over a year ago. Her coalition seems at this point to have the numbers to rule for the next five years. There are clear challenges within her coalition. Her bedfellows, uh, Matteo Salvini, currently on trial for alleged migrant kidnapping. And the scandal-plagued former Italian PM Silvio Berlusconi come with complications. Certainly a new political chapter has just begun in the era of the far right. And if Maloney has her way, it won't stop at Italy. Meanwhile, in South America, they're going the opposite way. And it looks like leftist governments are all the rage. Lula, uh... A sea of yellow and green, the colors of Brazil's flag greeted President Jair Bolsonaro on his latest campaign stop. He reminded voters that he's recently cut the price of petrol by half and increased handouts to the oh, new... Oh, hi, voodoo. But it's something else that makes most supporters worship him. We don't want a Brazil that goes like... Worship him. This is the current Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro. In China or other countries, we want a Brazil that respects the values of the family and above all, as the president says, God. Campinas is the second largest city of Brazil's largest and most populous state, São Paulo. And winning it on October 2nd's elections is vital to Bolsonaro's chances for a second term. It is not difficult to convince you. You just need to look at other countries that adopted communist ideology and show how much Brazil was robbed between 2003 and 2015. He's referring to the administration of his formidable rival, former left-wing President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro's slogan in this election is Brazil above all else and God above everyone. Bolsonaro is anti-socialist. Sounds pretty fast to me. Family values and profoundly nationalistic. A combination that resonates with millions of Brazilians like these. Nevertheless, the latest polls show him trailing behind Lula in two of Brazil's three largest states and in a dead heat in Rio de Janeiro, which is supposed to be Bolsonaro's stronghold. Many here can't believe it. The polls lie and the pollsters have been bought off. Oh God, are we going the Trump route? But should Bolsonaro lose to his ideological nemesis in the first round, as polls suggest he may, the president has hinted he won't take defeat lying down. You see a Newman Al Jazeera He gonna pull his own January 6th down there. That's what that's what he's saying pretty much. 
Or at least that's the way I took it. Now this next story is strictly speculation, so take it as such. Disclaimer, hardcore, speculation, speculation. But we're going to talk about it nevertheless. Explained. President Xi missing what has stoked rumors of a military coup in China. And we are reading from the Times of India. This was the most reputable source I could find to talk about this. And I'm glad they're, they're, they're giving us an explainer. Social media has been abuzz with rumors since Saturday that Chinese President Xi Jinping has been deposed in a coup that began unfolding while he was away in Uzbekistan attending the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit. Some Twitter posts claim that Xi was placed under house arrest as soon as he landed in Beijing on September 16th. Several Chinese nationals on Twitter claimed that the People's Liberation Army had taken control and others speculated that General Li Qingming has been made the new president of China. Other tweets claimed that Beijing airport had canceled 6,000 international and domestic flights and that high-speed train ticket sales had been uh, stopped. Some social media posts suggested that the Chinese premier could be in quarantine following the country's strict zero-COVID policy. In China, every person who returns to the country from abroad has to undergo a quarantine, which makes far more sense, I would think. In China, every person, uh, I'm sorry, there has been no corroborated, uh, corroborative reporting from any reputed uh, reputed. Reputed international news outlet and the Chinese foreign ministry has also been silent. However, on Sunday, the, Chi- uh, the China's Communist Party said it had elected all the delegates attending a key political meeting starting October 16th, where President Xi Jinping is expected to secure an unprecedented third term. Rumors of a coup and house arrest come ahead of the Chinese Communist Party's 20th National Congress on October 16th, where Xi is expected to secure power for an unprecedented third term of five years. Speculation may also have been triggered by two former ministers were sentenced to death and four officials were sentenced to live in jail this week in China. According to the reports, the six were part of a political faction. Currently, the Communist Party is running on an anti-corruption campaign across the country, and it is believed that the six were opponents of Xi Jinping. The news of Xi Jinping's house arrest is believed to have been started and spread by an anti-Xi lobby. Once again, just a rumor. And I think the COVID protocol sounds far more likely. The more rational explanation. Moving over to Iran, where protests continue. Triggered by the death of a woman who failed to wear the proper hijab. Women have been burning hijabs and protesting against their authoritarian government. And you love to see it. Wrong button. This is the year of blood, chant demonstrators in Tehran. As the military rolls through city streets, Iran is now in a second week of mass civil unrest following the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini. Amini disappeared in police custody earlier this month for vaguely violating morality laws. Three days later, she was dead. Iran said it has ordered an investigation. 
A global outpouring of support has followed Amini's death amid renewed calls against Iran's Islamic Republic. Worldwide demonstrations took place against the backdrop of the recent United Nations General Assembly in New York. There, Iranian President Ebrahim Raisi decried Western sanctions as a weapon of mass destruction against the people of Iran and indicated a willingness to return to talks aimed at reviving the 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. Iran is a, straight, is a state sponsor of terrorism. They continue to claim death to America. We cannot allow them to have a nuclear weapon. I've always felt this administration was too eager for a nuclear deal or any deal uh, with Iran. Uh, I think we should not go forward with one. This administration wants to send tens of billions of dollars to Iran for a deal that I think is going to be a bad deal for America. That would be freeing up Iranian money that we have frozen of their assets, not sending them uh, uh Money the way we are in Ukraine. As demonstrators clash with police and burn head coverings in public, major shows of defiance in Iran, the Biden administration pledges its commitment to nuclear talks and its support for demonstrations backing women's rights. They do reflect a deep-seated and widespread belief among the population of Iran, the citizens of Iran, the women of Iran, that they deserve their dignity and their rights. And the United States is being absolutely clear and firm publicly from the well of the United Nations, as you heard President Biden speaking out on behalf of the universal human rights of all of the citizens and all of the women of Iran. Iran sits near the bottom of global rankings on women's rights. According to a 2020 World Economic Forum report, only the Democratic Republic of Congo, Syria, Pakistan, Iraq, and Yemen fare worse. Women caught in public without the hijab can face multiple years behind bars. Throughout this we did such a good job for women in Iraq. Dozens of protesters have died. Arash Arabasadi, VOA News. Yes, that was VOA. Very pro-American propaganda. Move over to Iranian ally Russia. The Russian foreign minister walked out from the UN meeting that was referenced in the Iranian video. A U.S. official telling NBC News today that what we saw from Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov at the U.N. Security Council meeting was another sign of weakness. They're talking about how Lavrov only showed up for the meeting to say his piece, to give his speech, and then he left. In his remarks, he accused the U.S. of covering up Ukraine's crimes and called Ukraine a totalitarian Nazi-like state. Then he basically peaced out. Right after, Secretary of State Antony Blinken also spoke, or right before, rather, saying Ukraine literally, quite literally, is fighting for its future. Watch. One man can end it. Because if Russia stops fighting, the war ends. If Ukraine stops fighting, Ukraine ends. It's coming as we're seeing some kind of extraordinary scenes out of Russia. People coming out by the thousands, Russians, to protest after Russian President Vladimir Putin called up more reservists to fight. More than 1,300 demonstrators have now been arrested. And look at what's happening at some of the borders of Russia. Tons of people lining up. They are desperate to get out. They are trying to get somewhere else. Aaron McLaughlin joins us now. And Aaron, everything that we're seeing overseas with Russia and Ukraine is against the backdrop now of what has gone down in New York at that General Assembly. Lavrov came in, said what he had to say, and then left, with Russia making clear this is not about dialogue at this point. 
Yeah, that's right. In the view of Ukrainian officials I've been speaking to, Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to create the perception that he's burning all bridges behind him, creating no other option but to press on with this brutal war. And he signaled that earlier this week in his announcement of his intention, essentially, to annex occupied territories here in Ukraine. If and when he does that, essentially, he's making it a constitutional obligation of the Kremlin to press forward with a full-scale war in defense of those territories as part of Russia. We're talking about that referendum here in just a second. To say, this is all part of the Kremlin posturing, trying to make it look as dangerous an option as possible for the West to continue its support for Ukraine, knowing full well that without Western support, Ukrainian forces would be in big trouble. Hallie. Ain't that it's the also truth? interesting, you know, as we talk about protests in Russia, we're seeing... Let's talk about the referendum. Today, Russia pressed ahead with referendums in four occupied territories, but the effort's been condoned in the West as a shame. Ida, CBS good evening. is in Kyiv. Election officials comb the streets, urging residents to come outside and vote. Nobody responds. Others resort to traipsing up flights of stairs, knocking on doors to find voters, ballot papers in hand, armed soldiers by their side. This is democracy, Russian style. Russian news outlets were keen to show enthusiastic voters but the referendums take place in the ruins of cities that have been pounded by Vladimir Putin's forces. Uh, Ivan Fedorov, the exiled mayor of now-occupied uh, Melitopol, told us that many residents of these territories fled before the Kremlin seized Wait. control. It's impossible to make a referendum. Nobody wants to collaborate. There are fears Putin could use this as a pretext to escalate the conflict, claiming an assault on newly annexed territories is an attack on Russia. With losses on the battlefield mounting, Putin's now calling up military reservists. It's not gone down well back home, with widespread anti-war protests leading to hundreds of arrests in a country... Yeah, let's talk about those protests. I got a piece specifically on the protest. In the darkness, Russian men being wrenched away to fight. These are heartbreaking scenes from Dagestan in southern Russia, where wives and mothers, hoping for a last glimpse of loved ones, are wailing in despair. Kremlin says this is just a partial mobilization, but rights activists tell CNN ethnic minorities in remote regions of Russia are being disproportionately called up, one way perhaps of hiding the impact. Across the entire country though, an eruption of anger at Putin's forced mobilizations has seen distraught protesters risking jail even direct conscription into the ranks to speak out. People here are simply terrified of loved ones being sent to kill or be killed in Ukraine. I've got two kids of conscription age, says this protester in Moscow. I brought them up alone and don't want to lose them, she cries. And for what, asks her friend just so they can kill the sons of other mothers 
she answers. There are growing concerns too. The Kremlin is violating its own pledge that only reservists with military experience will be called up. But men like Artyom, a coal miner in Siberia who recorded himself on the military bus taking him away, insists he's never served, but was officially summoned, like many other workers, to join up during his shift. I just didn't know what to do, he says. And thousands of Russian men of fighting age are now desperate to avoid that fate, cramming into trains like this one to neighbouring Kazakhstan or driving to the nearest border crossing. Cheap flights have quickly sold out. Everyone is on the run from Russia, this man's voice says, amid endless cars now making for the exits. Escaping the trauma of being sent to Putin's war. I mean, it's just, it's really hard to try to get a good understanding of what is going on. There are so many different agendas. It's incredibly far away. A lot of things can be true at once, you know. I'm sure there are factions in Russia that are all about the war in in Ukraine. Just like I'm sure there would be a, a, a virulent faction here in the U.S. On the, on the flip side of that, there can also be, you know, people who have Nazi tendencies. Uh, did I say uh, Ukraine before I said Russia? I meant Russia. Like, there could be people in Russia who are all for the war in Ukraine. Are, are, are very war hawkish. There can be people in Ukraine that are also Nazi sympathizers or a Nazi battalion. We've got Nazis here in the U.S. It doesn't mean like a country is justified in coming into the country and denazifying us. Maybe they should, though. Maybe Russia should come over here and denazify the United States. I'd say there's more Nazis here than there are in Ukraine. As I understand the issues with the Ukrainian government, it's just like it's been corruption. It's been just your garden variety, insider trading, government contract bullshit. That's the problems with Ukraine. And Vladimir Zelensky was facing those kinds of criticisms before the war. Just to put everything in perspective. New report says that Putin may have fled to the forest. Putin has escaped to a secret palace in a forest amid anti-draft protests in Russian cities, a report says. Russian President Vladimir Putin escaped to a secret palatial complex near Lake Valde, halfway between Moscow and St. Petersburg amid anti-draft protests in Russia, Mail Online was first report. Uh, we're reading from Business Insider so that you know, like, it's a, a pretty reputable source. 
According to independent journalist Farida Rasimova, who cited three sources familiar with Putin's schedule, the Russian president traveled to his vacation home on Wednesday. He has been resting his body and soul at the luxury complex, which is situated within a forest, Rasimova said in a Telegram post. Mail Online reports that it boasts a three-story spa building complete with a float pool and mud bath and a personal beauty parlor. Now, I think, I, I feel like they were trying to say another word there, like spaghetti building, possibly. Maybe it's a three-story spaghetti building complete with a float pool and mud bath and a personal beauty parlor. There is little publicity <laughs> for the Sunny fans. For the Sunny fans that got that one, they laugh their asses off. For anybody that doesn't watch Sunny, like they like have no clue what the fuck I was talking about. There is little <laughs> publicly accessible information about the secret property, but according to the Anti-Corruption Foundation, which was founded by the imprisoned Russian activist Alexei Navalny. The residence is Putin's personal favorite. Valdi's organization claims that the property is partially owned by Yuri Kovalchuk, the billionaire who is described as Putin's personal banker. Ooh, that is a hell of a nice house. Always sunny in Philadelphia, RB. <laughs> always Charlie didn't know what a spa was. So he, he, instead of a a spa day, he thought he was, you know, feel like you tried to say, you know, uh, another word. You're not just saying all of it. You're trying to say spaghetti? Are we having a spaghetti day? I think they did end up taking spaghetti in bags. Like they had plastic bags of spaghetti they were eating. Charlie did, at least. It's been a while while since I watched that episode. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, Putin. Rasmuva claimed that Putin intends to stay at the complex until at least next Thursday. The journalist also claimed that the president had pre-recorded several videos of meetings, which Russian state media intends to release sporadically throughout the week to try to mask his absence from the public. Rasmuva said that Putin left for his palace the day a video was released, Showing a man, uh, showing him announcing partial military mobilization on Wednesday. Widespread protests broke out across Russia after Putin announced that 300,000 reservists would be ordered to fight in the country's war on Ukraine. I'm go find that clip. Hopefully, hopefully this isn't so much of it that I'll get a copyright. Uh, you've been really stressed, so I thought I would take you for a spa day, just you and me. A what day? A spa day. What is this word spa? I feel like you're starting to say... Ford lock. Are you trying to say spaghetti? Are you taking me for a spaghetti day? No, Charlie, I, I wasn't trying to take you for a spaghetti day. I... <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you take it for a spaghetti day? Oh God, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's okay. That's all right. I'm doing something nice here. I tell you what. Let's go. <laughs> Want to go to a spa? 
to a movie? D, I go to a movie or a spaghetti place with you, you know, and out there I'm the rat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. We're just gonna we're gonna stop the stream. We're just gonna watch Sunny in Philadelphia. How's that sound? No, no, you come here for the news. We gotta do. Oh, we gotta do the news. Uh, the character in the Mick is just her being more, uh, more sweet D. It's just like them trying to write a character exactly like that. It's it's her character from Sunny, basically. They're trying to recreate that magic. The Mick was not as good, though. It was alright. I enjoyed it enough. Again, here's your meme of the day. I'm going to bullshit for a little bit because I got to do that commercial break thing here in a few minutes. I don't really think I can get through all the Trump stories before we get there. Don't want to break the Trump stories up with a commercial break. Maybe I'll pack a bong and get a little more high. We're going to talk about the Adam Levine thing here in a little bit. Apparently, Matt Walsh, who once called me a formidable voice in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. That actually happened. Be sure to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, be sure to follow if you're not following, because I'm a formidable voice in the culture. Cicero, good evening. Glad to see all of you here tonight. We've got so much more show for you. You basically missed out on all the foreign affairs news we were going to do tonight. We covered Xi Jinping might have been deposed by the military, but that's that's clearly just a rumor. I'm a scary voice? Lord Locke, you think I have a scary voice? My apologies. We covered the uh, continued protest by women in Iran following a woman that was killed for vaguely violating a morality law about wearing a headscarf. <laughs> I was so scared. What was it? What was the scariest part about that? I've had a lot of people whisper. I, I can't really whisper because, like, it's 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 possible my like compressor won't catch it. So I need I need to activate. Well, I mean, he was a fucking idiot. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call somebody a fucking idiot unless they're a fucking idiot. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? Yeah, even Rush, even Rush Limbaugh said it before he died. As a conservative, it's getting harder and harder to not look like a kook. Seriously. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was a little angry. I'm sorry if I was a little angry. Can't imagine what I'd be like if I wasn't a pothead. My God. I try to work on my angry issues. Try. Try. 
Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Hey, actually, let's. that's a good thing that we can talk about uh, coming up this uh, Wednesday, I believe. I have been challenged to a debate. It's on like a debate platform, right? So I've got like... Like, there's rules. There's, there's like, I get an opening statement. He gets an opening statement. There's a moderator. There's a thing to keep things uh, uh, nice and orderly, right? So let me, let me pull up this dude that I'm going to be debating. His name is Rob Noer. Is that it? Rob Noer? Go check... Rob Noer out here. I should I should have went my other browser where I'm actually signed in. Oh, am I signed in? Am I signed in over here? I am. Cool, cool, cool. Safety first. Get buckled in here. This is how's it going, Rob Noer? I'm in the car, so I still can't see you. Three point eight. I'm still suspended on YouTube, so... We're similar in size. I've been there. I've got a warning right now. For people to see retroactively would be on Twitch. Feel free if anyone asks questions to direct them to this video. Um, sort of explaining what my week's been about here. Uh, and why I haven't been streaming. So the last you heard me was Saturday. Well, watch me. Saturday and then um, I was... He picked the topic. And let me tell you. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you, Rob Noer. For, for, I know what you're going to come in and say. I know the arguments you're going to make. And I am going to do I, I, I am going to set a fantastic logical trap. This motherfucker, uh, is never going to see it coming. Nope, 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 nope. I don't know that I would want to go and debate somebody on trans rights. One, like, it's it's not my place. Like, I feel like somebody like Polly or Riverboat Jack would be a more apropos person. Probably Polly. Riverboat Jack's too sweet for this world. He's too wholesome and pure. <laughs> Polly, I mean, not that, not that Polly isn't, you know, pure, but, like, Polly kicks some ass, right? No, the topic is uh, the double standard in the FBI. And boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. I'm getting ready to learn him some shit on this Wednesday. Oh, my God. Double standard with the FBI indeed, my friend. He doesn't know what he's walking into. He's, if he's going to make the same dumbass arguments, this debate on corruption in the FBI, he's already talked about it. I can even go do my the homework. President of, uh, of the past. This was 11 days ago. I don't know if he's currently banned. Doing investigations. So I would agree with you. There needs to be more transparency on the back end of these, uh, uh, on these investigations. Um, but that would just be, again, reforming the institution and less, you know, having to dissolve it just to create a whole new institution to do the jobs that were already de designated to the FBI. But I, you, you 
I'm sure you're well, talking wait, wait. about the shit. So here's here's the thing: is he going to? First of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna wallop him on the whole double standard thing. But are we gonna be in agreement? Like, I'm all for abolishing the FBI. Totally down with that. <laughs> I mean, there has there's going to have to be a law enforcement mechanism of of the executive branch. I don't know what that would look like, but I'm all about abolishing the FBI and starting over just like I am on the local level with any kind of police force. I'm all about abolishing and starting over. There has to be some enforcement mechanism. I don't see why not. I don't, I don't, I don't see it's not in the constitution or anything. So I don't see why it wouldn't be just by fucking act of Congress, executive order, something in the, in, in that line. I, I have no clue why it wouldn't be able to be abolished. There is no constitutional mandate for the FBI. I would assume it is 100% within the power of the government to abolish it. All right, when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to hear about Nancy Mace. Representative Nancy Mace says that uh, there is pressure on the Republican Party to impeach Joe Biden. Impeach Joe Biden. Come on, man. Ben Shapiro says Biden's handlers should be fired. A woman was in the back of a police cruiser when it was hit by a train and we have footage. Teacher was fired after berating a student for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance and we have footage. The Attorney General of California has took over the investigation for the L.A. County Sheriff's Office where they raided a woman who was investigating. It's a whole ordeal. We're going to get caught up on all that. He said Kansas tased and assaulted an autistic boy. We're going to hear from Senator Mike Lee who thinks that the DOJ is overreaching by charging someone that assaulted an elderly man. You can't make this shit up. All that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol. Bye. Oh, calling me an idiot? I was like, is Media Winch in my trailer? It's a good possibility there is a clip of her in there somewhere. But I'm not... I'm not sure. What's up, Professor Q? No, that's Sparkles. I miss Sparkles. Your your new meme of the day. What you think welfare queens look like versus what they actually look like. I can deal with one three-minute break an hour. That's not bad. If I was on terrestrial radio, if you were listening to the Troll Patrol Live as a show on terrestrial radio, uh, roughly the schedule would be 
come on at five after the hour and you would take your first break at like 22 after the hour. There's like a four minute, five minute break there. So you come back at like 26, 27 after the hour and you're on again until like 32 after the hour. That's when they take like a fucking long ass break. You come back uh, at like 37. You get another decent chunk of a segment, like a 12, 13 minute segment. There's another break. And then you have like a short segment, like a five minute break. Squid, good evening. There is like goddamn 22 minutes of commercials. In, in, in an hour day part on a radio schedule. And you know I'm right. If you've, li- if you've listened to uh, any kind of drive time radio, there's 22 fucking minutes in an hour. I know this because I used to be a board op and I would have to check off the commercials as they played. was how I started my career in broadcasting. The very, the very, the very start of my career, the the thing that they started you off at, at the radio station I I worked at, was you'd have to do Reds games. Fuck is radio. (laughs) That's why I keep saying terrestrial radio is not, is not a thing anymore. That's why I'm here with you on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> people still sometimes my my housemate listens to the radio there is still broadcast radio over the airwaves that you can pick up with a, a antenna uh, if you know Review Bra Review Bra on uh, YouTube does uh, fast food restaurant reviews he's also a, a shorthand radio that's the noise thing in the car yeah I'm far too hard for the radio, but I was on radio at one point in time, Media Winch. That's the thing, is like it's but I'm so far removed from it, it would be hard to go back and control myself. You know, can you imagine me just, you know, fucking blah, 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 blah. I'm not high enough for this shit. Boom, FCC, I'm gone, fines all over the place. Fuckers live in sexual anarchy. <laughs> you live in sexual anarchy? This is the Running on Empty Food Review. I fucking love Review Bra. The other day, the other day I had a, because uh, I don't eat out that much, uh, but like the, the, the housemate was coming back. She's like, you want something from Taco Bell? I think I'd already actually ate, but I was like, oh, you know, like I looked at what the, the new thing on the menu was. And I was like, hey, get me this. Uh, you know, that's, that's, give me like one or two of those, you know, that's always get the new thing on the, on the menu. Well, I didn't, I didn't really have enough of it to fuck my, my stomach up. Uh, <laughs> poor review. Has his day been ruined? <laughs> Star Graving, good evening. But, uh, that was like the first time that I'd had something from Taco Bell that I hadn't had the review bra experience before I'd had it. I didn't see, I didn't see him review any hush puppy sticks. 
like a Long John's thing. Oh God, I think I got a cat at the door. One went in, one went out. I think the housemate is trying to sleep, which apparently is very hard when I'm doing this. Yo, a cat. Mm. Wouldn't that be a, hey, what, uh, that's what said kind of thing? Pussy break indeed. Comfy. Let me get up. I gotta get comfy again. And like, I feel like the thing that he was uh, upset about when his day was ruined was like popcorn shrimp that had like cheese bits or something in it I think and it sounded really good so I understand his excitement like if I if I got that some kind of shrimp with like fucking cheese bits like ooh cheese breading this sounds really good and then it's like if it's not good I would also be disappointed His mods banned you. <laughs> Q, uh, Professor Q, you come, <laughs> you come in hot sometimes. I like your sense of humor. Like if I didn't know any better, sometimes I, I would think you were a dick. You might be a dick. Hell if I know. I'm a dick. Who am I to judge? <laughs> not like I'm not banned on a lot of Twitch channels. Does it comes with the territory? Oh, I'm banned on more than four. But also, I troll a lot of uh, right wingers, and like they're like you pretty much. Apparently, I did not have this open already. You go to a lot of right wingers twitches and like just as soon as you say something they disagree with, boom. I haven't hung out in Hassan's chat. Like I'll go in there and I'll use my emotes and just hope somebody sees the emotes and be like, oh, these are cool. The pothead troll. I hope somebody sees the emotes and be like, uh, hey, let me let me go follow this dude. This chat seems, oh my god, too big, too fast, and like, so many people saying the same exact thing. It is, it is a wall of just like the same exact thing. I love the, I love the chats on, on channels like this size, Echoplex size, up. To like a hundred, hundred and fifty. 
those are the absolute. Hey, sitting cow, what's up? You're coming in. You're coming in kind of hot tonight. Okay, so... Are you being serious, sitting cow? Or are you wanting me to talk about it? Like, I was going to go... Joe Biden is the topic now. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not like we're, we're getting off topic. Do you want me to address this? Like, do you like, if, I, I have read, I have read the relevant passages from Ashley Biden's diary. I've not talked about them on this show. I don't feel they're appropriate. I should have never, I had to go read them to know what right wingers were talking about, to know if it's something I should care about. And it's not. And it's sad that I know what the contents are. Uh, For those of you that are unaware, Ashley Biden's diary uh, leaked. It's, It's long been suspected that people working with, in conjunction or for Project Veritas, uh, had a hand in it. Uh, somehow, apparently, Project Veritas thought it was beneath them to publish the diary, and somebody working for Project Veritas leaked it out. Oh, sitting. I was wondering, sitting cow. Like I was like, sitting cow is cool. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, interesting indeed, Professor Q. But the rel- but the relevant passage is that she says at some point in time that she was molested. She does not say that she was molested by Joe Biden. She said that she used to take showers with her dad a couple of sentences before that. Um some people don't know that that's like a common thing. Um, I find it kind of weird. And if I had children, I wouldn't do it. But also, there's plenty of, 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 of parenting material out there that you can see that it's about normalizing nudity, making it not sexual, demystifying it. There's a lot of psychological benefit uh to doing it so i there's a, there's a there's a conversation to be had and it's a pretty common practice apparently because he stole my freaking Seth Rollins stole my freaking I got a, I got a whole video about it. What do you mean no comment? Did, did wasn't that one of the spots about Lord Locke? Oh, maybe you didn't maybe you didn't see it. Uh which one which one is it? Is it this one? Yeah, it's this one. 
This is WWE Got superstar a whole video about and it. multiple time champion Seth Rollins. Seth is one of the top wrestlers in the industry, and never in a million years would I expect that Seth would be spying on me, or at least following me on social media. You see, a few years ago, around 2015 or 2016, Seth started referring to himself as Seth freaking Rollins. Now, Justin, you may say, your name is Justin freaking. That's not very similar. And you'd be right. But I actually rebranded myself as Justin freaking after Rollins blatantly stole my gimmick. Before last year, I went by Justin freaking Mullins. Justin freaking Mullins. Justin freaking Mullins. That's, that's why I am exactly. It's the same font and everything. That is why I am suing Seth Rollins. And it doesn't stop there, Lord. You gotta, you gotta go watch the whole video sometime. Quit. I, I would love to tell you what happened on Twitter, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> what? That is not my first Twitter account, and if I had to guess, I was removed because ban evading. If I had to guess. I, yeah, I don't know. I just woke up one day and didn't have a Twitter. I appealed it, and they're like, nope. If I had to guess, I'd say ban evasion. But I'm not I'm not I'm not certain. I I would take Seth Rollins on in a hell of a I wouldn't be able to stand hearing him come out to his, his fucking music now with the uh, uh, uh Oh my god. be able to take it. Oh, he beat me in a ladder match. I think I'd stand a chance in a hell in a cell. I don't think I could do a ladder match. Well, he stole, he stole that from me too, Lord. I, I didn't let it get to that part of the video. One of my other nicknames was the new media messiah. I dropped I dropped a lot of the nicknames now. I shortened everything down to just Justin Freakin' and I like that a lot better. Had had too many nicknames. Kinda like Joe Biden. They have a shit ton of nicknames for Joe Biden, like Sleepy Joe, Dementia Joe, uh Shittin' Joe, Corn Pop. <laughs> Congresswoman, welcome back to Meet the Press. This is Representative Nancy Mace. Um, Let me start with the Electoral Count Act. Just nine House Republicans voted for it. Um, You're somebody who is very concerned about what happened on January 6th. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised you didn't vote for it. Why? Well, and as you know, Chuck, uh, I was very outspoken about January 6th and the days and weeks leading up to it and thereafter for months on end. But when you look at what actually happened, the Constitution worked on January 6th. The Vice President uh, was was not able to, was not allowed Constitution. Media Winch, you still here? We've got better audio than NBC News. So, uh, 
for that reason, I voted against the bill. But there's a Senate bill that's similar but not identical. But in the House version, there were some other issues I think Republicans had heartburn over. One being um, extending voting days by five days in the case of an emergency. I think there's some question about whether the federal government can come in and tell mm -hmm. states how to operate when, generally speaking, the Constitution provides for states dictating how their election laws are carried out. And so making sure that we protect the rights of states to make those decisions uh, constitutionally or via state statute is also an important protection to make. But the Senate version does not have that in there. It is about the only distinction between the two. You know, I, you just didn't want to be on the record voting for that. Now you'll be on the record voting for if it's the Senate bill that ends up in the House. Well, I've done some comparisons, and I want to make sure that, I mean, constitutionally, I, I've done, I've had many tough votes, and I don't care if it's an election year or not. That's not generally the way that I operate. I want to make sure that what we're voting on is constitutional. It can stand up. And when you look at January 6th, uh, the Constitution won out. The Constitution was written uh, for that day for the vice president, knowing that this is a ceremonial vote. It's in the U.S. Code of Law, Section 3. It's in Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the, of the Constitution. It's very, very clear what the role of that vote is on that day when we are doing the Electoral College. But you are supportive of, of increasing, uh, increasing the uh, number of people you need to object to a state's electoral votes. She's a smarter well, I MTG. I, I wouldn't say that necessarily. I mean, I, I look again at what we were able to do on January 6th with everyone and the vast majority of people certifying the Electoral College. What should have happened happened constitutionally. Um, what the Senate version looks like, I'll make that determination okay. if that bill makes it over to the House. But looking at the House version, I did have questions about the federal government encroaching on the rights of states. But again, hey, her hair is on point. Goes, I'm not going to I'm not going to knock her hair. Day, it worked and it worked in the in the chamber of Congress, just like it was supposed to. So uh, Republicans uh, pitch Kevin McCarthy put out his pitch uh, for they called it a commitment to impeachment America on this. And, and part of it in there was accountability. And it's kind of vague. But you've heard some of the details. And I know you've talked about the idea that there may be a special select committee. Do you expect an impeachment vote against President Biden if Republicans take over the House? I believe there's a lot of pressure on Republicans to have that vote, to put that, that legislation forward and to have that vote. I think that is uh, something that some folks are considering. Wow. Again, I'm someone who wants yeah, wow, to indeed. Yeah, I want to follow the Constitution. It's really important. Oversight's important. But when I think of oversight of the federal government, I'm thinking about the waste of the fraud and the abuse for the COVID-19 funding. You saw this administration just charge 44 people with a crime of stealing from the federal government $250 million. Those are the kinds of things that we need to make sure we have oversight on. Getting to the origins of COVID-19, that's what you how it happened, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, we want to Ma'am, you just mentioned they prosecuted people for their fraud. And you say you want oversight. So give the Biden administration props for Republicans, man. Republicans. To make sure that it doesn't happen again, at least in our lifetime. And we're keeping everyone safe in our country and around the world, too. But if these impeach Biden votes come up, how are you going to vote? 
again, I'm going to read how that bill is filed, what's in it, what evidence there was. I didn't vote to impeach the former president of the United States because I felt like due process was stripped yeah. away. I will not vote for impeachment of any president if I feel that due process has been stripped away for anyone. And I voted, I typically oh, vote yeah. constitutionally. It is V1512. Right what is up, my friend? Because this is Thank you for being a freaking follower. This year's election. This is about the future of democracy. This is about protecting our constitution. This is about protecting our freedoms and making sure my children yeah. and your children, everyone, their grandchildren too, grow up in the best country that it can be. And we have to work together um, and figure figure out. So her idea is that we're just going to have to impeach everybody no matter what. Like every time the opposite party is in power, they're going to impeach the president. Mainly the Democrats will impeach the Republican president mainly because, you know, they're probably doing something illegal. As we saw with the the last administration, there was a push to impeach Bush for the Iraq war. And I think lying us into war is a pretty good reason to impeach a president. Out the path forward, because the far fringes, the far right, far left, isn't going to cut it for the vast majority of Americans today. I can't get over the first thing you said, which you said it's very likely that we're going to see impeachment (laughs) votes. I mean, is this good for the Republican Party that the first, you know, basically they take over the House and then hold impeachment votes on Biden? Does that not just continue... Uh, what everything that they claimed that that the party had been claiming they were uh, pushing back against? If that happens, I do believe it's divisive, which is why I push back on it personally when I hear folks saying they're going to file articles of impeachment in the House. Um, I push back against those comments because we need to be working together. And I have been very open. I'm a conservative who works with Democrats. Maybe I'm a unicorn here, but it's really important to me and the future of our country that we're listening to our constituents. Calm down, couples out there. She didn't mean unicorn like that. You live in sexual anarchy. I may disagree with her politically. That we tackle, for example, jobs in the economy. Small businesses and large businesses are really having trouble with hiring. Inflation is still an issue. Going back to overturning of Roe v. Wade, that is an issue for the vast majority of Americans. So how are we going to build consensus on these issues that matter to voters and all of our constituents? And that's where our focus really should be at this juncture, as opposed to you know, following a shiny object right. or, you know, chasing that rabbit down a hole um, when we need to be working together. Have you eliminated the prospect of ever supporting Donald Trump for president again? Hmm. I am I'm very much hopeful, and I think you'll see this on both sides of the aisle, see a d- deep bench of Republicans mm-hmm. and Democrats who will be running for president in 24. I hope that's what happens. Um, as you know, I got through a very... I do too, actually. I agree with you. Republican House members to do that this election cycle. And I think, you know, the issues that I've been focused on, the state of South Carolina, inflation, the economy, we have to stick to those issues. We have to come over with solutions from Dobbs and Roe v. Wade. And in fact, I had a conversation with Senator Graham on Friday, and he's very... Oh, Lindsay. We're we're, going to get back to abortion. We're going to talk about abortion here. But first, let's hear from Ben Shapiro, who believes that Joe Biden's handlers 
his handlers. I don't know what Ben means by handlers, so let's find out. Ben believes that Joe Biden's handlers should be fired. I, I want to know the argument that he's making, but I mainly just wanted to play this video because is 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 Ben growing out a goatee? Did he just not shave for a couple of days? Can he? It's not a goatee. It's it's there is there's stubble over on this side too. Like this is a this is Ben Shapiro. Like you have never seen him before. This is unkempt. Ben Shapiro. He's got I, that is more than a five o'clock shadow. That is at least one day, skipping out on shaving. So Ben, or 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 Bizarro Ben, possibly. <laughs> I'm gonna hear you out. I want to hear what you've got to say. The Global Fund, and he literally started walking off stage. He did not know where he was. He looks like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, just wandering around the room, not knowing what's going on. This this is. I'm sorry, it's embarrassing. There there are lots of reasons for people to have been embarrassed over their presidents over the course of the last couple of decades, but. It is quite embarrassing that the president of the United well, States... It's not no-shave November yet. ...changing utopianism is, in fact, a, a senility-ridden elderly gentleman. It, it really is not great. Where am I going? Uh, is there a ghost? Do I turn around? Uh, I'm staggering. Uh, do I stay here? I can barely walk. Uh, Mr. President, thank and somebody's you. talking to him from the other end. Oh, there's someone talking to me. At the end of is it God? such a momentous event... Well, the word I'm thank scared. you seems kind of inadequate, but yeah. for all I stand the here, millions I know to do. whose lives still will be turning around, still trying to, still for trying the communities to where life will be transformed. Thank is you, is still thank talking you to President me? Biden. Am I supposed to stand here? Do I go back to the? By the way, this uh, this this guy just going to point out. I don't. I don't. Secretary, remember on Sunday, Joe Biden said COVID is over. You remember that? Well, Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about Joe Biden saying that since the entire administration was like, no, Joe, don't do that. Oh, no. And the reason they're very upset is because Joe Biden used COVID as the hook for the student loan bailout. He said, because of COVID. Because of COVID. Everybody needs to have their student loans rambadooshed. And, uh, You're doing and- a horrible oh, Joe Biden impression, Ben. Oh, no. Come on, man. What did you do? So his entire administration ran out there screaming and, and waving their hands around to try and distract. Well, no, Joe didn't mean that. What he really meant is that COVID is ongoing. So Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about that and being wildly untalented as she is, she answered on MSNBC that Joe didn't mean that. He was distracted by shiny, immobile cars. I'm not kidding. This is their answer. This is their answer to the incompetence of the president of the United States. The president of the United States is like a small child who is distracted by bubbles at the preschool. President also in the 60 Minutes interview said that the pandemic is over. There's been quite a bit of pushback. Just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, uh, 60 Minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, and he was looking around. We have to remember the last time that they had held that event was three years ago. Even as we're talking about Unga, the president's going to speak shortly, as I just mentioned, we that hasn't been held in, in person for about three years as well. So we are in a different time. He's been very consistent about that. And the reason why is because we are now prepared. So we are now just, ready. Just we know you have to how the to context. deal with uh, Joe Biden pandemic. was walking through an empty room where nothing was happening, but... Wait, 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 wait. So... 
Does the Daily Wire acknowledge that COVID is real now? So how can you how can you attack Biden for not taking COVID seriously? While you guys never took COVID seriously. Like this is just amazing to me. There were cars. And we know Joe Biden. That dude loves shiny objects. And it's 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 amazing. He he's like he's like a dog with squirrels. You put him in a room with anything that has like a bit of chrome on it, and he's just like, oh, look at, uh, uh, COVID's over. Uh. Genius. This is, this is supposed to be the right wing intellectual heavyweight. When Harry's razors pulled the tabs from our site, we decided to fight fire with fire. That's how Jeremy's razors was born. Truthfully, sticking it to a woke we got an, is its own reward. But now we're taking it to a whole new level with the Jeremy's razors contest so, so, for the car. So you remember that commercial that Jeremy did where he was driving around at McLaren 600 LT? You remember that? So has somebody got to shave Ben Shapiro? Is that what the contest is? Jeremy's razor kit for a Daily Wire annual membership. You get points. I think it might be for a day, or the, the Jeremy's razor promotion. It goes from zero to like... 180,000 miles an hour in about three and seconds. And you get to shave Ben Shapiro. to win this thing, it would make my day if you did. To sign up, go to jeremysrazors.com. Do not sign up or everybody sign up. I don't know. Quarter million dollars. We're not going to be doing that very often. Probably, it's probably to compile an email list. Get started today. See terms and conditions for complete details at jeremysrazors.com slash referral terms. The program is open only to legal U.S. residents residing in the U.S. D.C. So you probably don't want to sign up. Colorado, Connecticut. Or if you're, if you're one of those... People that have like a bunch of griefer emails, friends don't go sign up. I don't know. Also, my book club, Ben Shapiro's book club, it's back tonight for a new episode, 8 p.m. Eastern on dailywireplus.com. This, I, this is an ad. By Robert Penn Warren, which then had something like 90 employees. You made a horrible argument for why Biden's handler should be fired and then did... Is the whole thing, is the whole rest of the video ads? Oh, no, he's going to talk about uh, Gavin Newsom, apparently. In maybe? California. I spent nearly my entire life in California. So, no, that would be a no on that, Gavin Newsom. Here we go. Are more people leaving California for Texas or leaving Texas for California? Well, we lost about 182,000 folks in the last century. But how do you explain that? <clears throat> against It's the not a lot. Of those very remarkable statistics. What's up, brand? Cited. Um, many factors, and there's been two deep analysis that drives the number one factor, the, almost, the, the vast majority, almost the entire amount, impacted because of the visa policies in the Trump administration. I mean, our- the replacement rate has pretty much stayed the same, dropped slightly. So, like, this whole idea that there are people fleeing California is just like it's an inflated right wing argument. But hey, what's new? Let's hear from Adam Schiff, who went on the morning shows today to talk about Trump telepathically declassifying documents. Someone who handles happened. classified information on a regular basis. I do want to get your reaction to something Donald Trump said this week. Take a listen. There doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different people say different right. things. But as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Is that how it works, sir? No, that's not how it works. Those comments don't demonstrate uh, much intelligence of any kind. Uh, If you could simply declassify by thinking about it, uh, then, frankly, if that's his view, uh, he's even more dangerous than we may have thought. Because uh, with that view, he could simply spout off on anything he read in a presidential daily brief or anything he was briefed on by the CIA director 
uh, to a visiting Russian delegation or any other delegation and simply say, well, I thought about it and therefore uh, when the words came out of my mouth, they were declassified. Uh, no, people work hard to get that information. People put their lives at risk to get that information. That information protects American lives. Uh, and for him to treat it so cavalierly uh, shows both what a continuing danger the man is, uh, but also uh, how very little regard he has for anything but himself. I, it, it is the wildest case. People are going to show this repulsive. Oh, God, there he is. Exactly what we think of their lies, their witch hunts, and the corruption by... So this is from his rally. It was on Friday night. Where was it at? I don't even remember now. It was in Wilmington, North Carolina. Voting in Jones, good evening. ...to throw them the hell out of office, starting with this disgusting human being, Letitia Peekaboo James. In a fair country, instead of harassing me... Disgusting human being. ...investigating Letitia... What does the peekaboo mean? Why did he call her peekaboo? Is that some kind of racial epithet? What... What in the fuck? Where did the peekaboo come from? She James for her appalling and malicious abuse of power. Thankfully, the latest polls show that peekaboo James is losing to her Republican challenger this fall. He's very good, too. He's a great, great guy. He's a, he's a real crime fighter. A real crime fighter. And we wish... Michael, a lot of luck because he's representing a lot of people that want to see New York change. It's a crime-ridden place. But she- yeah, I have no clue. And if I just if I was repeating a racial epitaph, I am sorry. I wondered where in the fuck he got that from. <laughs> I it sounded like a dog whistle. I'm sorry, we were interrupted with the Trump speech from Friday. We were actually going to keep talking about the declassification claim because that's hilarious that he claimed that he declassified it just like telepathically. This is Senator Barrasso who had the uh, cojones to go on with George Stephanopoulos and fucking defend it. The invest- investigation into Donald Trump's handling of classified information, even though Maybe he didn't defend it. no evidence that he declassified the documents. The, the, Trump said this week that as president, he okay, could, he's not defending it. I, I misread that. About it. Do you agree with that? I've not heard that one before, George. Like I tell you, in terms of national security documents, we have to always use extreme. Caution. I'm on the Foreign Relations Committee. We deal with classified information all of the time and are always very careful. Uh, I don't know what a, what anything about the rules for when a president declassifies documents and information. Uh, what I do know is what I'd like to see from a Senate standpoint is I'd like to I'm see... I'm sure you have to inform an agency. And show us in a classified setting what the information is, what they've done. I thought this, the, the raid at the, at the former president's home, uh, never seen anything like that before, clearly, well, and it's become Senator. political. So Missouri I, Travelers, what is up, my friend? Good evening. To see what actually happened here. 
That, that, that was a rhetorical question. You know that a president can't declassify documents by thinking about it. Why can't you say so? No. I don't think a president can declassify documents by saying so, by thinking about it. Senator Brasso, thanks for joining us this morning. Here we go. We finally got it out of him. Apparently, Trump is lashing out at people who are propping up Ron DeSantis with money. Because of course he is. Trump has called several GOP donors who contributed money to Ron DeSantis, asking them to stop boosting the Florida governor. Former President Donald Trump has asked several of his donors to refrain from boosting Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's emerged as one of the former president's most formidable potential rivals in a GOP presidential primary matchup, according to the Washington Post. Trump was instrumental in shaping DeSantis's political rise in the Sunshine State, endorsing the little-known congressman in the 2018 gubernatorial primary over a more established rival, then-agriculture commissioner Adam Putnam. With the MAGA movement behind DeSantis, he became unstoppable in the GOP primary that year, romping it to an easy win over Putnam and narrowly winning the general election over Andrew Gillum, the one-time Democratic star. But the former president who established Florida as the center of his political operations after leaving the White House last year now finds himself having to coexist with a longtime political ally has the potential to eclipse him in the minds of many Republicans who may not be keen on a third Trump presidential campaign. DeSantis is currently in the midst of a re-election campaign against Democratic gubernatorial nominee Charlie Crist, while also stumping for Republican candidates across the country, a sign of his growing influence within the party. And Trump has noticed how much DeSantis has become a political draw on his own, according to The Post. We knew this was only a matter of time. I mean, you say he's never going to win, but Andrew Gillum came incredibly close in 2018. Chris has already been governor once, but as a Republican. So does that work for him or against him? Does he just look like a rhino? It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Trump has also taken the step of informing several donors who have also contributed to DeSantis to cease their support for the governor, telling them that the Florida Republican could be a potential 2024 arrival. He is, according to an individual tied to the donor who spoke with the Post. DeSantis has received financial support from the billionaire Citadel founder Ken Griffin, who has said publicly that he would not back a Trump presidential campaign in 2024 and called the foreign president's White House tenure pointlessly divisive. Let's talk about Trump's uh, lawyer, shall we? I guess former lawyer, because I guess he can't practice law nowadays. Do you think we're stupid? You think we're fools? man charged with assault for tapping Rudy Giuliani on the back signals a potential $2 million lawsuit for false arrest. man charged with assault and jailed for more than 24 hours in June for touching Rudy Giuliani's back in a Staten Island supermarket has signaled a potential lawsuit against 
New York City for $2 million for a false arrest. The video captured Daniel Gill. Do you guys want to watch it again in case you weren't here uh, with us? Porg, good evening. Rips, you say? Let me see if I can get this video to play. Play. You go to a different uh, browser, I guess. Oh, shit. I still can't get to play. Independent. Your video player sucks. City to do it. I didn't know he was this good. I really didn't. And his uh, his grasp of the issues, particularly the issue of crime and the economy, is remarkable. Do we see it? Yeah, here we go. Here we go. uh, I guess a delicatessen of some kind. I'm going to show the people what happened. And you tell me, because let me see the video, if you don't mind. Uh, This person with the hand on your back. I got to be honest. It doesn't look that bad, but I I understand. It doesn't. You know, that that was that was the woman who was rubbing my back, not the guy who hit me. You're watching. So the woman, that woman, uh, gave a statement to the police that the guy hit me so hard that she. We 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 saw, we saw the, the supposed slaps. Tell the people what happened, and you tell me because let me see the video if you don't mind. Boom! Uh, there it is. Person with the hand on your back. I gotta I'll be honest. It doesn't look that bad, but I I understand that looks. Uh, he got be- his attention. And then I don't remember what he said to him. What's up, scumbag? That's what he said to him. Mr. Giuliani does not appear to react in the video, which shows Mr. Gill walking quickly past Mr. Giuliani and patting his back. Former mayor later claimed that he felt as if somebody shot him. Oh my God. He accused Mr. Gill of yelling dirty curse words. He said, what's up, scumbag? Accused him of yelling dirty curse words at him and accused him of being a lady killer in the aftermath of the U.S. Supreme Court decision to strike down the constitutional right to abortion care. What? Mr. Gill was initially charged with a felony before video footage contradicted Mr. Giuliani and police accounts. The charge was reduced to a misdemeanor. He was initially jailed for more than 24 hours and lost his job at the market as a result of his arrest and the surrounding publicity. He accepted a deal on the 21st of September that would dismiss the charges against him if he remains on good behavior. The filing, which signals a potential lawsuit, alleges several claims including false arrest, infliction of emotional distress, and unlawful search and seizure. Good for him. Ted Cruz was speaking at an event... Uh, Friday, I believe it was, in Texas. He was talking about uh, guns. As you can see, I am indeed suspended from Twitter. Have Democrats in Washington who there's the step they immediately go to 
is we need to take away firearms from law-abiding citizens. Okay, you can clap for that, except for the minor problem that it doesn't work. If the objective is to stop these crimes, gun control is singularly ineffective. If you look across the country, the jurisdictions with the strictest gun control laws, almost without exception, have among the highest murder rates and among the highest crime rates. That when you disarm law-abiding citizens, the law-abiding citizens, by definition, abide the law and give up their weapons. The, the, the criminals don't. So, all right, let's talk about that. We had in place... We had in place for 10 years a, a so-called ban on, on so-called assault weapons. And the yes, Department of Justice it studied it because it expired and found that it had zero statistically significant impact on stopping violent crime. If you want to stop crime, let me tell you what... I would love to see that study. And I've spent 10 years fighting for this. You target the bad guys. You target the criminals, the felons, the fugitives. You prosecute them. You put them in jail. Birkin, good off. evening. Uh, and you also enhance security at vulnerable targets. So I've introduced legislation repeatedly, and I'll tell you, two weeks ago, I stood on the Senate floor and tried Listen to closely. Listen closely. Uh, that would double the number of police officers in schools. That would fund $15 billion. Okay, look. You hate to see Ted Cruz get booed. I don't think Texas likes you very much, Raphael. If you want to have a reasonable conversation, we can. I mean, if you want to yell at each other, we can. But if you actually look at the legislation I introduced, would have spent fifteen billion. Would have spent ten billion dollars to fund fifteen thousand new mental health counselors in schools. Because if you look at the troubled young men who commit these horrific crimes, more mental health counselors there could help. Hopefully stop Good on you, Tones. Them before they, they, they commit these horrific acts. I stood up on the Senate floor to pass this legislation. The Democrats objected. Chris Murphy stood up, the leading Democrat for gun control, and objected and said, no, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't enhance school security. The Democrats' interest... Night, Lord Locke. Have a good one. ...taking away firearms from you, from law-abiding citizens. They have zero interest... Since you won't be here later, let me go ahead and hit you with it. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. Good night, my friend. And by the way, you ought to watch that debate. I would encourage you. Like, go see. You can go watch it on, 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 go Google it and watch it. I stood up and laid out, if we want to keep our kids safe, and I desperately want to keep our kids safe, the most effective Do you, Ted? is have police officers there to protect them who can intercept a mass murderer before he gets into the school and stop them. But that hasn't worked. You are the senator of Texas. Do you remember what happened in May? In May of this year in a town called Uvalde. The cops did not stop a shooter. Do you remember what happened in Parkland, Florida? The cops did not stop a shooter. Ted Cruz, learn what you're talking about. 
why didn't it? Okay, you're right. It didn't happen. And why didn't it happen? Because when that lunatic got to the school in Uvalde, there wasn't a police officer on campus. He was able to get in an open back door. He got into the classroom and was murdering kids before the police got there. And if you want to stop him, look, if you have a solution to stop the deranged, evil murderer, I'd love to hear it. My solution is throw him in jail and stop the, stop the repeat, the felons, the fugitives, those with mental illness. My solution would be keeping guns out of their hands, Ted. Stop them before they commit these crimes. There are some we won't know about beforehand. And the single best step to stop them is have armed officers on campus that can stop them before they kill our kids. But look, instead, you guys can, 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 can instead sing Kumbaya with them and hope they'll just stop. But what you're proposing doesn't. That's not what we're saying. And you're misrepresenting what we're proposing, or at least what I'm proposing. By the way, even the Texas Tribune shows that almost 100 Texas school districts have added their own police department since 2017, but not everyone feels safer. Uh, this is a whole uh, thing that goes into the statistics that show that they don't make schools safer. Thank you, Texas Tribune. I'm going to link that one in the comments since they're reading it. But you love seeing Ted Cruz get booed in Texas. Tell you what else happened here in Texas. They said they were going to eliminate rapists. Texas vowed to eliminate all rapists. But uh, according to clinics, that is uh, not what's happening. Texas's new abortion law made no exceptions in cases of rape. Republican Governor Greg Abbott defended it with an assurance Texas would get to work eliminating rapes. One year later, Lindsay LeBlanc is busy as ever helping rape victims in a college town outside of Houston. The numbers have stayed consistently high, says LeBlanc, executive director of the Sexual Assault Resource Center in Byron, Texas. I should have probably hit the content warning. Near Texas A&M University, despite hiring two additional counselors in the past six months, she still has a wait list for victims. We are struggling to keep up with demand. The constant caseloads in Texas are another example of how Republicans have struggled to defend zero-exception abortion bans that are unpopular in public polling. They have caused an uproar in high-profile cases and are inviting a p- political risk heading into November's midterm elections. Meanwhile, Senator Mike Lee is the is is saying the DOJ has overstepped its bounds by charging an anti-abortion activist who assaulted an elderly man twice. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Do we have the fucking... We move to a different browser here. After these whistleblowers came out, will you be issuing subpoenas? Will you do these kinds of hearings? 
uh, to ensure Absolutely. that we've got fairness in these agencies? Absolutely. Look, just in the last few days, we've seen some pretty glaring examples of what appear to be uh, instances of overreach. Uh, I mean, look, you, you, you've seen subpoenas issued uh, uh, to the Eagle Forum of Alabama. Uh, trying to get into their subjective motivation for their efforts with the Alabama legislature on a particular bill. It's really none of the federal government's business. Uh, they haven't done anything wrong. I don't even think any... It is if they're violating federal law, Senator. You've got a uh, Catholic father of seven who formed uh, a group designed to in encourage um, uh, young men to be faithful to their commitments who was arrested in front of his seven children. Uh, just recently. You've got all wow. these instances of, of overreach, and uh, it's deeply concerning to us all. These are all things we're going to be looking into. Yeah, not to mention the deep hatred for Donald Trump and, and the way they uh, treat uh, the former president. And meanwhile, Christopher Wray... See, they're talking about the FBI raiding the home of a Pennsylvania Catholic pro-life leader. They framed it uh, kind of weird there. In a press release last week, the Department of Justice revealed that it had arrested Mark Hulk, 48, for violation of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, which makes it a federal crime to use force with the intent to injure, intimidate, and interfere with anyone because that person is a provider of reproductive health care. Hulk was accused of twice assaulting a 72-year-old volunteer clinic escort. Accused of twice assaulting a 72-year-old volunteer clinic escort. That's the type of man we're talking about. When we come back on the other side of the break, a wild story about a police cruiser that had a woman in the back of it that was hit by a train. And we have video. He's in Kansas, tased and assaulted an autistic boy. A woman in Alabama is worried for her incarcerated brother's health. We're going to check in with the L.A. County Sheriff's Office, where the uh, Attorney General of California has taken over the investigation that the Sheriff's Office instigated into the civilian oversight board that was investigating them. It's a crazy fucking story. A woman that was working at a Circle K says that she was fired for defending herself during a robbery, and I think we got video of that. Teacher was fired for berating a student for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm going to I'm going to read to you the Supreme Court ruling that means that that teacher gets fired for berating a student. Not standing for the pledge. And I'm going to weigh in on the Adam Levine saga, all that and more on the other side of the break here on the Troll Patrol. Live. It's, uh, it's cheap of me to use it again, but there is my Adam Levine meme. With me inserted into it. It'd be really cool if that was a right-wingers or morons flag, but that was years before I ever come up with that. That is an actual don't tread on me flag at a hookah bar that I was performing at.
I hope the ads played on Twitch. I don't remember, I don't know if I caught them or not. My apologies. I think they did. I think they automatically play about five till. I RB. I will fire up the weed here in just a little. I've got to. Uh, I've got to grind up a little bit. I, if I sent that picture to you, I would hope you said, holy fuck, holy fucking fuck, that body of yours is absurd. Because, I mean, that, the, the amount of hair is indeed absurd. Am I violating terms of service right now with my meme? Matt Walsh called Adam Levine a scumbag. I don't think he's a scumbag, actually. I listened to the Your Favorite Band Sucks about Maroon 5 and apparently like he's far from a scumbag. Like he's a he's a really big advocate for victims of domestic violence and uh, like does a lot of charity work for it and when one of their members was accused of domestic violence they kicked that fucker out immediately. So apparently the dude is not a scumbag. So of course, of course, a dumb fuck right winger like Matt Walsh would think that he's a scumbag. I mean, it's not so I can stay on the air, it's so I can grow. I appreciate that though, RB. I wish I could, uh, I wish I had control over it and I might try to do a little research. I'm trying to up the, the YouTube experience for you guys. And I promise there's going to be more on-screen graphics coming for people on YouTube. You've got some custom emotes now. You've even got some emotes that uh, people on Twitch don't have. You got emotes of me, John, JR, Anna. Those are super fun. <laughs> I don't even watch Young Turks. My, my God, the amount of people. If you... If you <laughs> If you guys didn't join me on Thursday night, we watched the debate uh, between Anna and Dennis Prager. And there were several people who came to my channel and were upset that I talked during the debate. And I'm like, you know, you could have gone to TYT's channel, right? <laughs> you could, you could have, if you, if you, if you didn't want my commentary, the place to watch the Anna Dennis Prager debate was on TYT's channel. If you wanted my commentary, then the place to watch the... <laughs> Which, I mean, at the beginning, I did say I was going to lay out, and I laid out more than I usually would. But we got to we got to the end of the debate, and I just, I really wanted to give my thoughts, and like... We were, I, she had a heart out with Dennis and I had a heart out because I was supposed to jump on a panel 
So both of us had to be out at 8 o'clock. So I was trying to give my commentary there at the end. And I'm talking over what she's doing because I wanted to make some points. So apparently people got upset when they got to the end of it. Because like... I didn't realize that my stream was going to be that popular. Like I popped off and there's like six, 700 views. I think it's close to a thousand now. Like people have like come to my channel to watch the TYT debate, which is cool. Yeah. One dude, one dude like left several comments, like upset about me talking through it. And I responded back to him and he's like, dude, I didn't think you would respond back. It was like, ah, oh, man, it's good. Have a good night. Exactly. I mean, if you if you if you wanted a commentary free version, go to the source. Go to TYT. They're the ones that aired the debate. But on the flip side, I did indeed kind of want to lay out and let you guys listen to the debate. All right, is there a poll going on? Thank you, Phoebe. What kind of poll we got going on? Do we like the commentary? <laughs> oh, I'm allergic to commentary. I voted against myself. You live in sexual anarchy? Where's Warlord? He'll, uh, you don't even know who started it. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys so much. I have such a cool community. Supposedly, I'm going to have a debate on Wednesday. I get this. Got a phone call. Oh, no, no, no. Call back. Call back. No, caller. I want to hear from you. Especially if you got some dumb shit to say. <laughs> oh, nuts. I didn't, did I not get to it fast enough? It only rang like once. I'm disappointed now. But if you'd like to call in, there is a phone number, 917-830-4359. Or you can hop in the Discord. Especially if you got some dumb shit to say. I'd love to hear some dumb shit right now. <laughs> I think my housemate uh, is like, the last thing I want is somebody to call in and say some dumb shit to you. <laughs> I don't, I, well, I mean, you don't want to hear me like yelling and calling people idiots. But you were watching Dragon Show. She called, she called Dragon Show Lord of the Rings. Oh, she was watching Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. Waiting on new Dragon. I'm, I'm my bad, my bad. <laughs> oh goddamn! 
I think it comes on at nine. Dragon show should be on. I don't know. I did finally watch that new Quantum Leap. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Someone in the chat was asking me about it the other day. I was like, I'll eventually get to it. And I did. And it was good. I enjoyed it. Ernie Hudson. Winston from, from the Ghostbusters is in it. Oh, that was cool. Alright. Okay. Let me hit the content warning here. We getting ready to hear some fucked up stories. Next little bit of the Troll Patrol is not for the faint at heart. We getting ready to hear some fucked up stories, and we're getting ready to watch some fucked up video. And this is going to be one of the most fucked up ones, I do believe. Police cruiser with a woman inside struck by a train in Colorado. Oh, this is, is this the aftermath? Watch the fence. Dispatch, jump to three, four, six. Get us medical emergent. The suspect was in the vehicle that was hit by the train. I'm not understanding how it's possible for this to happen. According to the body cam, this was September 16th. Watch the fence. The footage that we're watching right now is about 5 till there 10. There may still be a firearm in the vehicle. I don't know if you guys have been through it yet. You got it? I got a holster here. No, yeah, we not gone through we it. Weren't, we weren't sure if she threw it or if it's still hidden in the vehicle somewhere. It took her a long time to pull over. And Platteville said he did not see anything leave the vehicle. Right now, I just need to find out who she is so we can deal with that aspect of it. But I, don't, I don't understand how she could be in a vehicle after it got hit. A police cruiser with a woman inside was struck by a train in Colorado. Body camera footage from police shows the mangled cruiser which had been parked across the train track. Why was it parked across the train tracks? In the footage, an officer is heard contacting dispatch and requesting medical assistance. In a news release, police said Fort Lupton officers were dispatched after they received a report about a road rage incident. They said they were told someone was behaving in a menacing manner and in possession of a gun along Highway 85. A Platteville police officer was able to locate and stop the suspect vehicle in the area of Highway 85 and Weld County Road 36. Fort Lupton police officers responded to assist with the high-risk vehicle stop, and the female suspect was detained. The woman said police was uh, the woman police said or was placed inside a police cruiser. Authorities then searched her truck. Within a matter of seconds, the Platteville's police vehicle, which contained the female detainee, was struck by a northbound train. So this dumb fuck cop just parked on train tracks? 
and then put a suspect in the car? God, cops are dumb. It wasn't immediately known why the officers parked the cruiser on the tracks. Police said Fort Lupton Police Command staff requested the incident be investigated by CBI. This request is standard in any incident where an in-custody person suffers serious injury. The Fort Lupton Police Department is fully cooperating with the CBI investigation. The the Platteville Police Department released a statement noting that the cruiser... Uh, was the that the suspect was placed in in the back seat of the crew? Okay, this is fucked up the way it's written. The police vehicle was in struck a short time after the high risk vehicle stop was made. I this this story is just dumbfounding. Jesus fucking Christ, indeed. I hope the woman is still alive. We don't, we don't even know. Multiple media outlets identified the woman as a 20-year-old. Yurini Rios Gonzalez. This was, this was yesterday, so maybe we've got an update. Let me, uh, let me Google the name. Is that heart? No, that's a... Automatic. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. These dumb fucks heard a train. That's what the that's what the horn is for. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is that heart? alive but in critical condition a dumb fuck cop put a patrol car on the untrained tracks Jesus Christ I'm not seeing an update. That one says seriously hurt. 
I'll take Tones' word for it that she's critical. I, a 20-year-old, they put into, God, fuck, fuck these pigs. And they need to be prosecuted. At the very least, it's negligent homicide. But I mean, I don't know that they shouldn't be charged with murder. I'm, I'm going to hit the content warning again. This one is very distressing. Police tased and hogtied a 12-year-old autistic boy. Kansas Sheriff Deputy Hogtied tased and used painful compliance techniques on an autistic child who ran away from foster care last February. Let me to seethe for just a little bit there. Deputy Matthew Hannes was dispatched following a report that the child had run away from home. Though it's unclear what events transpired before this, Hannes reportedly tied up the child, identified as HL or LH, to protect his identity in, in, in a way that threatened his ability to breathe properly. Hannes also used expletives and threatened LH during the encounter, according to the summary order of reprimed, uh, reprimand report, which was made public by the Kansas Commission on Peace Officers Standards and Training. Cut it out, do you understand? Fucking quit, he told the boy at one point during the arrest, according to the report. When the other guy gets here, you're going to hurt more. But Hannes denied backup. Deputy refused and canceled assistance from other available officers in the area and failed to call a transport vehicle. Two decisions, the commission said, compounded the officer's unreasonableness. The report states that at one point, as the child sat in the back of the police car without re- uh, resisting, the officer began to use pain compliance techniques, pressing specific pressure points on the child's jaw for seemingly no reason. Minutes later, the officer tased the child without warning as he sat in the back seat with his feet outside the vehicle. Hans's actions were caught on the in-car camera of the police vehicle, and the report is based on the in-car camera footage. At the time, H or LH was handcuffed behind his back, had ankle shackles on, and had this is a 12-year-old un, uh, autistic child, and had the handcuffs connected to the ankle shackles. LH was not a threat to the respondent or other officers. The report report determined that most of his actions served no point other than to punish the minor. (sighs) Well, I don't... Has he been charged? Has he been charged yet? While Hannes avoided having his officer certification revoked. Several states, including California, Virginia, Massachusetts, have passed laws preventing officers who commit felonies, hate crimes, and other heinous acts like using excessive force from earning their gun and badge elsewhere after they're fired. So he wasn't charged. And avoided having his certification revoked. 
and the commission also declined to make the footage of the encounter public. Honest had encountered the child before the incident and was aware that he was autistic. He was aware that he was autistic. Fuck this pig. Fuck this pig. Move over to L.A. County, where a wild story has been taking place over the last couple weeks. State Attorney General strips L.A. Sheriff of control of investigation. California Attorney General Rob Bonta took control from the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department of a controversial criminal investigation into County Supervisor Sheila Cool and others. California Attorney General Rob Bonta on Tuesday took control of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department of a controversial criminal investigation into County Supervisor Sheila Cool and others, saying that sidelining the department was in the public interest. This is Sheriff Villanueva, who has been accused of multiple, multiple uh, uh, counts of wrongdoing, including uh, people dying at the jail, including trying to silence investigations into the sheriff's department, including the gang's investigation. Let's hear from the local news agency, ABC7. L.A. County Sheriff's Department served on County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl and the head of a local nonprofit who also oversees the Sheriff's Department. As Eyewitness News reporter Josh Haskell explains, the issue was front and center at a Civilian Oversight Commission hearing today. After a judge ruled the L.A. County Sheriff's Department properly obtained warrants last week to search the homes of L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl and Patty Giggins, who is on the Civilian Oversight Committee of the Sheriff's Department, we're now learning what was taken, 67 devices, and some of the text messages and two voicemails reveal who might have tipped off Sheila Kuehl about the raid. Tipping off the target of a search warrant is illegal. This was Kuehl outside her home last week. I had been texted last night by county council that there uh, was a planned search of my house, maybe as early as 7 a.m. Max Fernandez is the lead investigator for the Sheriff's Department, and in his response to the court order, this is one of the text messages Kuehl received, which is from her chief of staff saying Don Harrison, acting county counsel, called her because Harrison has been informed the sheriff may obtain a search warrant for your home and Patty G's. I told her this was last week's news. She wanted to make sure you were aware. On Thursday, the judge in the case ordered the sheriff's department to turn over any items seized in the searches to the California Attorney General's office, who has taken over the investigation. After many have claimed it's politically motivated, an effort by Sheriff Villanueva to target those who have been critical of his department. The sheriff's probe focuses on allegations that Kuhl helped steer a series of no-bid contracts to the nonprofit Peace Over Violence, which is run by Patty Giggins, a close friend of Kuhl's. At the Civilian Oversight Committee meeting Friday, we tried to ask Giggins about whether she knew about the raid on her home, but she did not want to talk, although we did catch this exchange with an attendee at the meeting. It was very wrong what they did to you. Very they wrong. They did a lot of wrong Well, the that. fact that they're taking evidence of what they're being investigated for know, right? definitely shows that he has something to hide. Well, He's as crooked as they are, right? It's good that the attorney general is taking it all. I- Earlier at the meeting, 
The committee passed a resolution expressing concern about the raid on Giggins. You have 100% of our support as you uh, battle this um, outrageous and unfair example of abuse of power. The commission also sharing Friday that some of their witnesses and some of those who have been subpoenaed have been victims of witness intimidation, sharing this photo of an alleged vehicle that followed someone after they testified. Villanueva insists he has recused himself from the investigation, but he's been outspoken defending it. Villanueva has also accused the Inspector General Max Huntsman of tipping Kuehl off about the raid, something that has not been proven and something that Huntsman denies. Now, Villanueva is indeed up for re-election. Just had a debate with his opponent. I tried to get uh, some highlights. Apparently, it was wild. I, I couldn't find anything but the full video, and even the full video wouldn't play for me. So, unfortunately, we don't have that. I'm going to hit the content warning again. It's just a string of them. Former Circle K employee says she was fired for defending herself during a robbery. I believe we're going to see the footage. Circle K store on Sheridan Boulevard in Westminster. It's just east of Highway 36. Our Michael Abeda live there tonight with this woman's story. Michael? Yeah, Jim, Mary Moreno says that she is in constant fear because she was nearly robbed at this gas station behind me, and that's why she's suing Circle K. I went on and beyond what they expected of me. For 16 years, 74-year-old Mary Moreno says she was a well-liked employee of Circle K. 16 years. When new management took over, she says they treated her badly and often scheduled her to work alone at the store without breaks. A decision she said put her in danger. On October 4th, 2020, she was working a night shift at this store in Westminster when a man came in holding what she describes as two hunting knives. I was shaking so bad that I couldn't hold myself still. I was just wanting to get him out of there. She says the man asked for cigarettes, but soon it became clear he didn't plan on paying for them. He kept insisting, you have to give them to me. You have to give them to me. Mary refused. The man then went behind the counter. Mary says she reacted instinctively. I pushed his arm, you know, and when I pushed his arm, he took off. Police arrested Tyler Darren Wimmer. He's charged with aggravated robbery and menacing with a deadly weapon. But soon it became clear to Mary her ordeal was far from over. She had a meeting with her manager, and despite what Mary says is video evidence and eyewitness accounts, she says he didn't believe her story. He took me in the office and he said, well, I don't see a knife. Because he watched the video, I guess. And I said, well, there was a knife. Mary says he even insisted she apologize for her actions. She says she refused and was fired. Now she's suing the store. She says it's about principle. I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing it. Oh no, just let him take the cigarettes. Don't ever try to put your life on the line for I did reach out commerce. to Circle K for comment. They did not respond to my Fuck Circle K. Did eventually plead guilty to that menacing with a weapon charge. In Circle West, F you motherfucker. Colorado first. Not, not, to, not the reporter. The reporter was all right. Just saying, just saying, fuck you to the Circle K. Meanwhile, a Florida teacher has been removed from the classroom after berating a student for not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, which, if you guys don't know, we totally have the right not to do. There's even a TikTok video of it that has been making the rounds. We gotta watch it. 
to defend our country. And you are going to sit there on your butt Oh, we're gonna get racist. Says he's born here. And you are gonna sit there on your butt. Yeah, he's gonna sit there on his butt because you wanna know why? That's his fucking constitutional goddamn right. West Virginia versus Barnett. The Supreme Court that upheld his right to sit on his ass. The freedom to not pledge allegiance. Children and young people are often the ones brave enough to challenge the constitutional status quo. Supreme Court cases like Tinker versus Des Moines Independent School District and Hazel, Hazelwood School District versus Colmeyer. Students' fearlessness pushed the issue of free speech in public schools into the national spotlight. So it was that on June 14, 1943, another such child won a landmark victory for student speech. The case, West Virginia State Board of Education versus Barnett, was decided in the shadow of a dispute from three years earlier. Both cases involved members of the Jehovah's Witnesses, a religion that calls for them not to pledge to any symbol or object. The sect's U.S. leader, Joseph Rutherford, required that followers renounce the Pledge of Allegiance to the U.S. flag, which wasn't that old at the time. was about 50 years, which sources say came uh, from the contemptuousness, annihilation of dissent, dissident, I'm sorry, the contemptuousness, annihilation of dissident Jehovah's Witnesses in Nazi Germany for similar offenses against the Nazi flag. Uh, in the earlier 1940 case of Millersville School District versus Gabitas, children Lillian and William Gabitas, the court spelled their name incorrectly, were expelled from a Pennsylvania public school for not participating in the pledge. When brought to the court, Justice Felix Frankfurter wrote the majority opinion. He concluded that freedom of religion and speech, along with the right to due process, do not apply to the promotion of political responsibilities. Specifically, he wrote the mere possession of religious convictions, which contradict the relevant concerns of a political society, does not relieve the citizen from the discharge of political responsibilities. Frankfurter went on, the question remains whether school children, like the Gobitis children, must be excused from conduct required of all the other children in the promotion of national cohesion. After the 8-1 Millersville decision, in which Justice Harlan Fisk Stone was the sole dissenter, states had the authority to force children to participate in the pledge. The court maintained for only three years the national cohesion was of a higher interest than one's personal beliefs. As Virginia v. Barnett, the court's Millersville decision was overruled. Justice Robert Jackson wrote the 6-3 majority opinion, with Frankfurter now in the dissent. Jackson emphasizes that free expression overrides the goal of national unity. A compulsory flag pledge goes against the fundamental values of the First Amendment. Which brings us to... A teacher in Brantonville, Florida, was removed from his Brantonville High School classroom 
after a viral TikTok appeared to show him berating a Latino student who apparently did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. The Manatee County School District confirmed the man shown in the video was removed from the classroom on Wednesday, but would not share his identity. A statement from the school district said the teacher no longer has contact with students and the district's Office of Professional Standards is investigating the incident. And I will smoke to that. Frank Inferter. Always enjoy a win for free speech. Real wins for free speech. Not conservative fucking bullshit. Yes, Ray, it was announced that Rihanna will indeed be the halftime performer this year. Uh, the internet was set abuzz on Friday thinking that Taylor Swift would be the halftime performer. I, uh, I'm probably a bigger fan of Rihanna. But I kind of thought that uh, Taylor Swift was the better choice. I thought Taylor Swift was the better choice, even though I'm probably a bigger fan of Rihanna's music. I'm excited for Riri, though. You know who did perform at the Super Bowl a few years ago? Maroon 5. Adam Levine apparently set the internet ablaze this past week. The whole texting scandal. Seems like the dude's a married man. Two women have now accused Adam Levine of sexting after influencer cheating allegation. I didn't know there was a cheating allegation. I just thought he was sexting. Which is weird to me. I thought the dude was in a payphone. Apparently, apparently he lives in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Two women are accusing Adam Levine of sending them flirtatious messages on Instagram after the Maroon 5 frontman continues to deny that he had an extramarital affair with a social media influencer. Influencer Allison Roseff and a comedian known as Mark, uh, Marque? Marika? Marika? Marika is probably it. A comedian known as Marika shared screenshots of what they said were exchanges with Levine after another influencer, Sumner Stroh, uh, claimed Monday in a now viral TikTok video that she had an affair. So, we see the TikTok. Let's, let's see the video here. I'm just going to rip the band-aid off because I've retaken this like 10 times now. Essentially... I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young, I was naive, and I mean, quite frankly, I feel exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now. Um, well, so that's not good. Easily manipulated. Maroon 5 is practically elevator music at this point, so I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Um, yeah. But Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over, you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. 
Um, <laughs> Sumner? I was like, I'm in hell. Like, I have to be in hell at this point. <laughs> I mean, my morals were unknowingly compromised. I was completely manipulated. I'm going to handle this privately. I never wanted to come forward because obviously I know the implications that come with doing what I do, making money the way I do, and being an Instagram model. Um, so being tied to a story like this, it's like, I know the stereotypes. I had sent, um, I had sent some screenshots uh, of some of I... that I trusted and... Her being an influencer makes me skeptical of her motivations. To be honest with you, this is the kind of shit that goes viral on the internet that gets even me talking about it, so... <sighs> but that doesn't mean that she wasn't exploited. It doesn't mean that Adam Levine didn't do her dirty. And one of them had attempted to sell to a tabloid. Um, so here I am. And apparently there are other accusations that he sends flirtatious messages. Reps for Levine didn't immediately answer HuffPo's request for comment. Rosef said she came forward out of pity, or out of pity for Prinsloo, who's been married to Levine since 2014. I'll post some of the more riskier DMs. I'm now obsessed with you. Dude, aren't you like married? LOL. Yes, but it's a bit complicated. Oh, I'm sorry. These women can't wreck his home because his home is already wrecked. He'll do anything for it. Anything. And apparently he just really likes talking about his baby and baby names. Apparently he likes talking about his baby names. I was prepared to come on here and defend the guy, but he, he is kind of coming off as a little bit of a scumbag. That's what Matt Walsh had to say about him. And we all know that Matt Walsh is a good judge of character. Matt Walsh once called me a formidable Justin voice. Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. In the culture. Matt Walsh thinks that Adam Levine is a scumbag. It says, hyper-woke Maroon 5 frontman Adam Levine cheated on his Victoria's Secret model wife, Bahati Prinsloo, with Instagram model Sumner Stroh, and tried to name his child with Prinsloo after the mistress. So this is one of these things that's been in my... Hyper-woke. You, you go on social media, and there are people talking about Adam Levine. Hyper-woke. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. And... I guess screenshots of text messages that he had sent his mistresses. But anyway, what interested me more about it is this act, the, the mistress herself, what's her name again? Sumner Stroh, who's an Instagram model. And she blew the lid off of the, on this scandal and, you know, put out a video on TikTok making herself into the victim of an affair that she participated in. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we... we... Oh my god. So I was I was gonna like agree with Matt Walsh. Like, okay, maybe Adam Levine is indeed a scumbag. But now he's gotta throw some misogyny in here and victim blame. Indeed, a young lady who might have very well been manipulated. I don't know how old Adam Levine was when they were having this affair. She said she was nineteen. If he's like older than twenty five or twenty six, and yeah, that's pretty exploitative. 
Even at 25, 26 is pretty fucking questionable, to be honest with you. I don't know. Essentially, I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was... We already saw this part. I was naive. Here. You okay with that? Uh, musician, and he's a scumbag, and he's betraying his wife and his family. No big, no big, no breaking news there, okay? I think that, that's not a big surprise. Uh, it's bad. It's not a big surprise. What, I, what I'm looking at, though, is that, like this, this and, and we've seen other examples of it even recently, with women who were involved in sexual relationships with, uh, with men as adults. So they're adults who got into consensual sexual relationships. Well, she's 19. And then after the fact, claiming they were groomed? And exploited? You're you're a grown-up. You you made a She was nineteen trying to get into a business as a model and could be taken advantage of by somebody who has that much power. You know, Adam Levine who is uh well he was on like X Factor or American Idol or one of those America's Got Talent kind of shows. He has he had sway over being able to to be an entrance into uh, the business for her. That is called power dynamics, Matt Walsh. She do, did I mention she was nineteen? I don't know how old Levine was at this time, but the fact that Maroon Five uh, has been around since ninety nine, two thousand, and they're 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 flower. They were a band before that called Flowers for something or other or some shit. And they were around for like five years before. Like, Adam Levine is pretty old. I would assume he's like 50 at this time. Maybe 45. So I'm assuming he was quite a bit older than her. Power Dynamics, Matt Walsh. You had a choice to be involved. And now you're you're one of the victims. You're with a married man. Now, okay, he's scumbag number one here. I don't deny that at all. Because... He's the one who made a pledge. He made a commitment. He's now 43, okay. And he's betraying her. So he's scumbag number one. But you're scumbag number two, okay? And it's it's a pretty close second. Because it does, as they say, it does take two to tango in this case. Or, or, or however many people may have been involved in it. Well, my only, my only uh, critique of her is the thing that I said earlier is that I, I'm always skeptical of social media influencers. Don't think that I wouldn't, if I had an affair with Adam Levine, I wouldn't use it to kind of fucking get clout on the internet. And that's probably a good portion of the motivation coming forward. You can't come out and say that because he's not an honest actor. He's got to couch it in fucking misogyny. Any particular episode. Um, the baby name you thing is really there, weird. And now you're saying you were groomed as a grown-up. So this I, is this wait, wait, wait. Did did she actually say she was groomed? Did she use that fucking word? I don't think she did. This is a motherfucker that throws groomer out fucking incredibly lightly. So come the fuck on, Matt Walsh. Backwards, topsy turvy world we live in, where we can't talk about children being groomed. So. The idea of children... Yeah, because you made that shit up. non-existent. It's not happening. You can't even talk about it. Content warning for transphobia. Twitter, ban you. 
Because so, you no, are sure, lying. That's not a problem. But grown adults, Instagram models, are being groomed by the rock stars they're choosing to have sex with? There was another, there was another uh, musician recently. I think it was the Arcade Fire guy, I'm pretty sure. Had his own sort of sex. No, he, he was accused of assault. Grown-ups who were claiming that they were groomed and exploited. I think he was accused of actual yeah, assault. Not, not, not with the kids. The kids, that's not a problem. We're not talking about that. Well, if so, you want to talk about kids, let's talk about the Southern Baptist Convention. Drag shows or kindergartners being taught about gender identity. Once again, once again, I would like to point out to Matt Walsh, if he is concerned, about the children. He's concerned about the children's. I can show him exactly where to look and what to be upset about, but he's not actually concerned about the children's. I present to you U.S. Southern Baptist churches facing apocalypse over sexual abuse scandal. A report named hundreds of church leaders accused or found guilty of abusing children. And it says that the survivors were mistreated. That the organization tried to cover it up, mistreated the survivors of abuse. How much more disgusting do you get? You want to talk about the abuse of children? Matt Walsh, the first thing you should talk about is this. Southern Baptist Convention. We just found this out earlier this year. That's where children are being harmed, not fucking drag shows. Come on. Comedian Adam Devine has had to clarify he is not Adam Levine. This is another one of those instances happened to Matt Gertz on Twitter. Every time some some piece of news happens involving Matt Gates, Matt Gertz has to uh, release a statement. No, I am not Matt Gates, and oh my God. What did he do this time? Adam Devine has to clarify, I'm not Alan Levine. Adam Devine is taking this opportunity to clarify that he's not Adam Levine. The Pitch Perfect actor may have a very similar name to the Maroon 5 singer, but he's keen to emphasize that he's a very different guy with a very different life. (laughs) Oh, shit. My ad blocker software is causing me to not... Okay, we'll turn it off over here. Must have another one on. (laughs) Nope, nope, nope. Here we go, here we go. Oh, shit. Where's the video? Oh, this is oh, this is just the Adam Adam Levine shit over again. Never mind. This is Adam Devine's post. I'm not Adam Levine. He's a different guy and a worse singer. We are, however, naming our future baby Sumner. Sumner is a horrible name for a child. Dustin, good evening, my friend. How are you? 
those were talking about singers. I want to point out one more heartwarming story before we get out of here of a singer by the name of uh, John. You may have heard of him. His name's Elton John. Tonight, it's my great honor, and I mean this sincerely, to present. <laughs> Elton performed a short set at the White House uh, on Thursday night. Uh, I believe that was just the excuse from the Biden White House to get him there. I don't believe he knew he was getting this. It wasn't like Rush Limbaugh who knew he was getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom that night. I don't believe Elton knew. Look at the look at the look on his face. Present the National Humanities Medal to Sir Elton John. Throughout his career, Elton found his voice, not only his voice, but his voice to help others and help them find their voice. With his hope, he made history rhyme for countless people in our nation. That's what tonight is all about. Elton often talked about how American music changed his life and how the different genres and sounds influence his own music and imagination. It's clear Elton John's music has changed our lives. To David and the boys, thank you for sharing your husband and dad with us tonight. And Elton, and, and Elton, on behalf of the American people, thank you, and I sincerely mean this, thank you. That's awesome tones. Our nation. I've played in some places before. The- That's what, Curiouser just saw him like the night before this. And, and she she might have gotten like sick there as well. Would have been beautiful, but this is probably the icing on the cake. And I want to thank everybody who asked me to play tonight. Um, I don't know how to take a compliment very well, but it's uh, it's wonderful to be here amongst so many people who have helped my AIDS Foundation and my heroes, the ones that work day to day on the front line. Um, Teachers, nurses, everybody who's helped. They're the heroes to me. God bless you. Um, Let's have some music. It does bring us together. That is awesome. If if I'd known that concert was going to be streamed, I might have streamed it because I think uh, I would have got away with the kind of like PBS streaming it everywhere. Like the like, I think that specific version would have got away with the copyright because it was like you know an event at like part of the national fucking you know the White House streamed it and shit. This is a sloth being reunited with his mommy. Oh, look at the baby sloth. Oh, I hope it didn't fall out of the tree or something. Oh, That's adorable. We're going to watch that again. 
Oh, oh, that is heartwarming. Wholesome content here on the Troll Patrol. After some horrible stories in this segment. you're watching on Twitch, you know where you're heading. It's Sunday night. It's the Plex, baby. Producer Dave, gonna take real good care of you. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's alright to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freak, and we will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol.